I am going to start this one a little bit different because I want to do a chit chat with my community. And so anybody who loves to be a human, and I'm going to keep it simple, but it's very fun when you know enough about somatics and trauma to remember things you already knew probably growing up. I'm 43, so I don't know how old you are, but that our childhoods are different, like whether you have siblings or not, and just everybody. Everybody will have a different experience with what they're living in. And, you know, even though now I have the whole mystic and spirituality and all that beautiful stuff, it's not different than when I was a kid. So I was thinking, because I have two siblings, one's my identical twin and one's my younger sister, and I definitely have a different way of relating to a lot of situations. And so I wanted to talk about just stuff that I was uh, looking at from Patrick Tiahan because he was saying, you know, childhood trauma work is about returning to the body where, you know, you feel your whole self and you feel all the feelings. So the part about being disconnected from your emotions, that's for people who don't mature those emotions. Like if you don't build emotion regulation skills, and that's where your nervous system, your body brain comes into the mix because it's when you're interacting with other people. So your relationships, the experiences, that's where without the drama. And when you have the drama, you're in actually, what I'm going to say is that fight, flight, fright mode. So you're in survival mode because drama is that. When you're actually in your ventral vagal, you're emotional, but you're not in drama because you're actually like, the energetic depth of you. So there's where a drama person will think of a person that's in their ventral vagal as emotionless because when they're freaking out, quote unquote, it's because they're describing something in a way that is a lot of um, depth of emotion. And it's a different kind though because it comes from their survival mode. So there's a level of self that is insecure. And they're not aware that their body is in this fear zone. While a person in their ventral vagal, our body is not afraid of being itself. It's standing up for itself, if you will. And it's just saying, this is who I am. But the emotion has a different way of coming through. So here's where Patrick was writing about. The more we avoid the feelings, the more they, one, run us, keep us in our heads, keep us disconnected. So he's talking about people who have childhood trauma and are returning obviously if you return to your body you return to your feelings so you learn to do emotion regulation you learn to navigate your nervous system but you learn this first on your own once you have enough of that healing you move into your functional adult and that's where when we see people who are not emotionless they're just Krishna, Leela, Shiva and Kali so they're their ventral vagal nervous system person who feels deeply but not in a way that's devastated when somebody you love says I don't like you or, you know, again, people are interacting with you. So there's a very different way our body feels. Like 5D collective. This is why I'm describing these things because there's a difference. And it's not a race here. The 4D collective has bodies that still could work if the person chose to disengage from those clairs in the stories. Because see, the inner child is the reason they have a story. And that's why they fall in love with the story. Because the story is, I'm a superhero I'm going to get to be either a protector or a protected in all care or like loved. There's a fragility of the ego self of a person from their body. So the idea of being something more is what makes them 
feel, but they're not feeling more because their nervous system is still in the same spot, which is why they're not actually doing the emotional regulation or the emotional ma mastery of their body because they're not working with their nervous system. They're not even noticing their body. So again, as he points out, Patrick Tiahan, childhood trauma work is about returning to the body where we are wholehearted with our feelings in safety within ourselves. Because your body is what a person who has insecure attachment and attachment wounds and trauma memory will not be connected because that's the sensations that come up from the right brain mode, okay? And that's why spirituality lingo alone doesn't help people. And we have all the spiritual bypassers. So 4D could easily get out of where they're at if they stopped the storytelling and said, wait a minute, I'm actually in an energy that is not yet wholehearted. Let me read what he writes so you can hear. <clears throat> so when your emotions run you, if you maybe feel like you make uncontrollable bad choices or can't control your reactions, the feelings are most likely running you. In our heads, he says, and that's rumination, uh, runs, you, runs you would be reactive, uh, triggers, and you just are triggered. So uh, in our heads, rumination, if you maybe talk yourself into things and you are disconnected from your truth or pain, you're most likely in your head, dissociated. And when you're also just having the hero, villain, rescue, and you spend time in here, in your head, disconnected instead is three. If you maybe don't trust yourself or the inner child doesn't trust the adult, which is like the same thing, you're most likely not connected with yourself. Then he says more examples, keeping relationships going with those who are bad for us and the childhood magical thinking and hope feeling is running you. So that's where I've seen people who stay engaged with relationships that they instinctively know, well, it's not my kind of thing. But then they're like, well, maybe I'm just making a big deal out of it. Uh, if you're treated poorly and you make excuses from codependent place and not feeling the pain, sting, insult, or let down from the other person fully. So this is where, well, it's okay that they're doing this because it's not a big deal. And I've seen that one. Uh, and then eventually when they even leave the people, they still actually are like, well, no, they're not, they didn't do anything. That's just who they are, which it's, it's not about us not knowing we all make mistakes, but there's actually people who have a way that they talk about the behaviors of other people uh, justifying. And that's why, as he says, codependent. So some people, they're about the changing and saving each other okay and uh, it's not good or bad it's a reality that the movies still make look very normal and many other soul age groups and the 4d 3d collective definitely continues along this path um, if you seek people places and things to self-soothe instead of being a good loving he uses the word parent for yourself because he's teaching people about their inner child but you can just look at it as you being the functional adult of yourself so he says, the feelings I'm referencing in this post are everything that happens to us growing up in unsafe families. And I was, again, thinking about childhood because every parent and parents in your whole household, we're nervous systems that react to each other. So Gabor Matei is the one who mentions that no sibling will have the same relationship with the parent because they will have a way that the parent interacts with them and they will interact with the parent. And like when myself and my twin, totally, totally the case, because I'm all about the sympathetic. So I'm very much a charged state, even though I've gotten way better, but I'm 
someone who has been given the opportunity to be charged. So I learned in time to bring it back to the equanimity notch, <laughs> bring it back. I learned to mature. But um, I also took always everything that I engaged in a way of I'm a differentiated self. So I was still, in fact, be charged with my specific mother because she's the one who's in my implicit little childhood three-year-old. You can't tell me what to do. I want to do what I want to do. So that same three-year-old energy is still here as a 43-year-old. The tone is, is still here, but it's one that stands up and says, even though it's still a battlefield, of course. So here's where the family dynamics, when you put to the side, those who have childhood trauma and the way that therapists like Patrick Tiahan support, once they're healed enough, as he says, they won't be telling their trauma story. They get to talk and are able to talk about it because they have grieved the part of being upset at not having had a child-centric environment. So there is an there is a moment, like in anything that you process, even though I was reading an article about there's not necessarily a grief process. And here's where your actual relationship to your emotional body and to you is yours, which is why people don't need necessarily therapy to become their functional adults, no matter what type of uh, whether it be drugs, sex, alcohol, food, the compulsive, no matter what their compulsiveness will be, if a person awakens to their higher self, even without spirituality lingo, they awaken to their own charge as a person, meaning their heart, their body. The lovely somatic therapists, they talk about restorative embodied self, trauma therapists. So our bodies and our brains seek to heal themselves because it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's biology your cellular process. Again, 5D Collective is able to take our lovely scientific methodology, and I might be woo-woo lady because I'm a mystic, but I'm a lady who knows what I'm organizing and how and why and how to send people to the sources. And, you know, this is where the whole debate, it usually happens either with people who want to talk about us becoming softies, which, you know, in my opinion, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're obviously not aware of your disconnect with emotions or your humanity, because if you're calling us softies, you have no idea what you're saying. Just because you want a specific type of environment that is actually unhealthy because of unresolved emotional maturity. And so let me put that to the side because, but what I was trying to get at is what I look always forward to is when I see academics, not the TV shows, the ones who expand with each other. So academic type conversations, which in the future, once we have a good 5D collective with the 5D educators, I'm sure we'll be able to do this because 5D are curious. We, we actually have imagination in a good way because we want the future. We're not criticizing the past and we're not dismantling it in a sense of we need to bring it down. We, we can acknowledge straightforwardly where the ignorance of our species was because we're able to disconnect from belief systems that hold other people inside boxes and containers. So I'm somebody who grew up with God. I still mention Jesus as long as I can, since he's a person, I don't have to associate him to a religion. Uh, and for God, I just respect people who are in the institution. But to me, source, essence of life, it's all the same thing because it's all us. And when you hear enough biologists and the 
neuroscientists and the consciousness people, you understand what they're talking about. I laugh because I think of all these individuals who are so into their clairs as if they know the future, not to mention they talk about law of manifestation and they actually actively don't stand in a minute of silence to get themselves together and then to use the ability to be able and know of manifestation in an, in, in an effective way, which is why I'm, again, bringing the 5D collective. So if you are 5D, meaning you want the future, you love humans, you love mysticism, again, woo-woo lady, pseudoscience, all good, but you are into this and you do like to practice with intent and, and focus and you know how to regulate. It's important to you to regulate your nervous system. You understand that no devil demon exists, that people who have had childhood trauma. I finished an episode that's going to go out later next week, but this one I think I'm going to post today. But long story short, you understand that you are a person, I'm a person. We can't ever know what any of us was. We're in our shoes. Like this is the part. I was very aware of this as a kid with the belief that I was given, which is why I had no issue telling God about I don't do what your people are doing. I don't know what they're doing anymore. And actually, because I'm educated with the system and, and, and luckily I got to go to school, I can see a reflection here. And they're in the medieval times and I'm not in the medieval times right now. So here's where this is food for thought. Obviously, my lovely community, again, I just on a whim said, I want to talk a little bit about this with my community. But the part about childhood differences is where you will notice who you are automatically if you're a differentiated self and you're not going to back down because somebody doesn't like you. You're not going to back down because somebody weaponized. You know, I love when Patrick Tiahan says that he, they weaponize words and I have to laugh. I'm laughing because I was a teenager and people say, they manipulated me. Wait a minute. Did you know about it? Yeah, but no, it doesn't. Well, hold on. If they, if you know, can, can you tell them? No, no, but okay. So here's the thing about manipulation. The good therapist will inform any person we all manipulate, meaning we all use words to try and talk to each other. Now, some people, they want to actually uh, filter themselves because they're so busy trying to be perfect in a way of self, not self. Uh, this is the people that want to take care of other people. So they self-blame when they haven't done a good job at expressing something that they should have done better because they could have done better to take care... So this is right here is a child who's trying to make sure they can help the entire world be a better place, but as if they're the only ones in charge. So they're emotionally speaking in this space of ah, and then it trickles out into whatever conversation that they will have. And, and here's where um, that's the codependent type of I can take care of everybody. The other type is I will change the world. I'm superior or I'm the martyr because I know everything and I'm a martyr of so. Anyways, that's a side note, but the people who stay grounded, which is a 5D mystic collective, as well as the 5D educators, so people who know we have a future, but we want to talk about things seriously, not with a level of not seriousness, meaning we are able to have this tone, we want to have this tone, being able to have productive conversations means being able to allow yourself to know how to address them and luckily while for a long time it didn't seem like we would have these types of individuals at a certain point I was like wait a minute they're all over the place how wonderful thank you YouTube I have to say uh, when you begin to see 
YouTube with the good stuff. <laughs> There's some of my friends they talk to me about this other stuff that's online. But um, let me stop from that trail and, and move back into emotional maturity and regulation and having a relationship with your body. And then the aspect that is of most importance is that people who don't notice that they actually are not in the wholeheartedness feeling of their body, they actually could notice it, but that would require them to calm down and then to take a look at their inner world and to actually take a look with equanimity at aspects. What you notice is that people don't look at equanimity because they think that they have to have a side if they're taking a stance. And I mean, this is where even with the whole manipulation, the story is telling as teenagers, um, I've always seen through what people that are not aware of their self. Okay, so I'm going to organize this and word it. If you're 5D, it means you have the ability to have a connection with your body and your mind. So this means you're aware that you are a person and you have emotions. It also means you're aware that as a person who has emotions, you can be reactive. I'm going to keep it simple. This also means that you're aware that if you're reactive, you're not going to be clear. With yourself, it means you stay grounded. I'm, I'm trying to allow people to stay grounded because when you're emotional, if you're aware of it, you know how it works on your body. It means you're aware as, what's his name, Patrick spells out, when your feelings run you, you feel like you can make uncontrollable bad choices or you can't control your reactions. If you're in your head, you talk yourself into things. Two very straightforward ways for a person to notice that they are not actually able to make grown-up decisions emotionally or mentally. Now, that part is why I understand all the trauma therapists when they have informed of what it means to have chronic childhood trauma. So shame is leading the way. You're unworthy. But this is where I was trying to get to. If you want to talk about seriousness, clarity, and anything as a person, I would assume you understand your ability to say, if I'm emotional, I'm going to be ungrounded. So I'll just keep it that simple, okay? And if I'm on one side with likes and dislikes, I have sides. Okay, so if you're interacting with me, I may like or not like what you're doing. I get to choose if I'm going to hold my heart body, my value body, my physical manager, my mental body, and how am I going to treat you? And this is a very basic straightforward that I'm presenting. Now, put to the side what people who have stories want to say, but, but, nobody is saying anybody has to make any of these choices. I'm saying straightforward equation, one-to-one, 16-year-old -one, you, what awareness did you have? Now, if somebody has an environment where they are in a criminal environment, poor environment, this is, there are certain environments where obviously that lack of ability to have education and the lack of exposure to newness, all, that matters. And that's why we have groups of people who are educated and empowering people talking, not yelling. People who want to make a difference, they talk. They know how to talk. They want to use their word. You're not going to go anywhere with your yelling. 
People who want to do the streets, they do the streets. And they, they, all of us make a difference. But the people who are able to communicate, if you've ever studied anything, you know a thing or two of what it means if you're going to do any impact. That's just how it is. I loved when Sadhguru said he learned for this lifetime how to do marketing. He didn't learn just marketing. He learned how he needed to actually be with the people. Because the gurus of spirituality tend to not want to be in the masses. There's reasons for it, which I don't know how to explain it. But that's why it was funny when he said this thing. He's like, this lifetime I knew if I was going to... I'm like, well, well, I'm sure he knows a lot of other things about his own lifetime of now. But my point was different than that, is that he's learned how to also eloquently present himself to different groups of people. Furthermore, he actually actively pursues meeting with educators in the fields that he knows are important, even if he remains uneducated on them. And it's funny when he'll say he's uneducated and others want to say, but you are educated. He's trying to say, I'm not a subject matter expert on this. I have no idea what your field is. I'm here to do my shit. Here's my subject matter expertise. Okay, so educated people, we learn to use our mouths because we know how important it is to empower people. Those who want to use their mouths to control, quote unquote, they don't do the, I'm going to control you. No, they have a way about them. And you know who falls for that way? The same people that don't look at their own self. And that's the minute that they have doubt about themselves, that they would know, you know what, I'm vulnerable. I doubt myself. I should figure out how to allow myself to gain mastery over my emotions and my mind. And again, this is where I understand what I get taught about how people don't, that doesn't cross their mind. Usually their familiarity are relationships that involve behavior that was in the home. So they're going to tend to have partnerships that lead them to stay within a limited mindset unless they get to experience something different. And that's where my 5D mystics are and the 5D collective. And those who are always walking with all people, we walk with all walks of life. Now, spirituality, great and dandy. Love you, Sadhguru. He's out there. Sadhguru is only going to be able to, you know, because it's a trending topic. But the yoga, when people don't know it works your ventral vagal nervous system and that it works your prefrontal cortex, they don't know that it's not a magic wand. It's just allowing you to harness your human natural makeup. We don't need a story about aliens. We don't need to figure out the missing DNA little point and where we come from or not. We can keep it very simple. We have a mammalian heritage and we have a two-way nervous system. The mammalian, the reptilian. It's not reptilian because you're a reptile. There's a reason why it's called reptilian. But putting all of that to the side and returning to if you can notice how your emotions work and you can notice that if you're emotional, you're not going to be clear. You could also notice how to be in a state of zero. Even if you found it challenging. It's the minute you found it challenging that if you're a person who has an ability to be your human version, you'd be like, okay, I would say that something's off. Not in a bad way, though, but that's where the shame can come in, and that's where the story comes in, and that's where if the adaptive child is not ready to see that inner child, they're going to create some story, and they're going to allow themselves to pursue the path of familiarity because you know it already, 
and it'll feel safer to do it that way. But really, it's not even that. It's that you lied to yourself the minute you're like, you know, something's off. I think I could get, you didn't, you didn't continue with, let me be curious about it. You continued with the dead shore idiot. I know, I'm defective. And here's our shame, compulsive thief. In the Zen master story, which isn't a compulsive thief, it's just a person who continues to say, I'm unworthy. But they don't know that until maybe one day they get there. And once they get there, maybe they'll figure it out because you see a lot of other people, they are like, let's cheer each other on. And they're halfway there, but they're like little cheerleaders who haven't yet figured out that they're worthy just the way they are. You are beautiful just the way you are. Being yourself. People will say, but why should I be myself? I need to change because they hear about the change stuff. And here's where the therapist will talk about the change stuff. When you realize that your self is your body and mind, and I'm going to read again, Patrick Tiahan. He says, I think childhood trauma work is about returning to the body where we are wholehearted with our feelings, in safety within ourselves, integrated. Integration of the brain is the optimized healthy version of your human brain, left and right mode, working together, all hands on deck and your ventral vagal nervous system engaged. Your restorative embodied self, enlightenment soul age group, is a plane of optimized, simply put, humans 101. This is what makes my heart cry. And I do love Jesus, and I do love God. I love having all of that stuff, mysticism, spirituality, da-da-da-da-da. But what I love most of all, every time I come across a good educator for therapy and stuff like that, I'm like, wow. Because see, the whole heaven and the body and heaven on earth, which 4D talks about again and again and again, but they don't ever move out of the whole DNA upgrade, the human meaning they don't expand their horizons. They just sit with labels. At a certain point, for 5D mystic, it'll be like, what do you, we will, we'll, this is why I have a collective that I channel for and that we were having episodes for, because thank goodness I'm here, because I know that when I began seeing this repeat, I'm like, what are you talking about? Or when I see people, let me heal your trauma. That's not how it works, people. I'm a Reiki practitioner. I don't heal no trauma. I can clear your aura. I can work with your... There's, there's many things, but the point is the trauma memory is a charge that gets cleared. There's still a pattern of familiarity that a person will engage in that they are the ones who need to see it. In fact, you can help a person feel good with the Reiki session because they will feel their wholehearted body. So they have an experience. They feel something different. And that's only step one. Next step is needing to learn to feel good in their own body without the energy. And that also involves them knowing how to move into being a version of themselves they want to see with other people. They can't do that if they don't learn how to get into relationships minus the drama. So they need to build mindful relationships. They need to grow up. They need to return to their body, wholeheartedness. That's where yoga puts in practice your body and your mind. So you get to have a somatic exercise and you get to do mindfulness. But to do mind sight requires your effort besides knowing about Daniel Siegel. But I introduced you the topic since I'm finishing up my interpersonal neurobiology certificate educational course. And I've gone through most of it. I just need to finish a couple of other things that we can integrate. But mind sight lens is when you know your nervous system and stuff's going on inside of you. 
you're aware that somebody else is with you so you can know their nervous system. And here's where if you're mystic, you know how to pick up the collective. This is also why, by the way, I would love if you're a person who knows no devil, there's no demons, you know about energy and you're mystic and you do understand what I'm talking about, I have the Inspiring Human Potential Telegram group. Please join us. I would love for you to join. I want us to be together to create uh, either weekly, monthly, intense. We can decide together all of the ones that are important that we know of. I know I have some in my mind. Uh, and that way we can actually create a little group that is able to regulate our nervous systems. Instead of doing yoga to practice you know, yoga, we get to just sit and practice what is uh, with the intent. I am a Reiki practitioner and distance healer, so I can activate so that we can also have that support. Uh, and if any of you are that as well, and my thought is very specific. Uh, so join the group. We'll do more chit-chatting on that one. But having the group to be able and start that practice, it reminds me, Greg Braden, he talks, there is a group, I need to figure out who they are, but they do stuff like this. Uh, the difference for me is that when I meet 4D, they just want to spend time in the stars. I'm talking about not spending time doing that uh, because we want to be in our bodies like that. I'm actually thinking about it because the world needs us to be able and be there. Because as nervous systems, we pick up on each other. And the 4D doesn't know how to get out of fear because they choose to think they're anointed and whatever they see is real and they don't do anything about it. So this is the part. When I went through a series of events that I knew were coming up, I was excited about it. All the 4D people were not because they were picking up on the panic. I was not picking up on the panic because I'm a person who doesn't do panic like that unless I'm in a physical life-threatening situation and my panic attacks, they have nothing to do with panic. They have everything to do with energy overload and me not learning how to, you know, until I did process it effectively in my four foot nine body. But my point is a different one that the 4D because I have 40 friends, they talk about what they pick up with fear. So they might do all the intentions they want, but when they're walking in their day-to-day, -day, they're not looking to humanity with eyes of love and care and that they want to be there and with people. No, they, they want to isolate. They, they get their walking survival nervous system. I mean, I feel bad because if they went to a good therapist, they'd start creating a relationship with their nervous system instead of actually that. Not to mention that they contribute, meaning they add to the already nervous systems that are destabilized. So what we want are more nervous systems that know how to regulate, which is why, thank goodness, there is Sadhguru, because at least even if they're not doing necessarily intense for all, being able to have them in those actual modalities is very great for the world, um, especially since we have so many things going on in the world right now. And on that note, remember that you don't walk in anybody's shoes, and so you don't know what their body is like to them. You can only know what your body is like to use. If we normalize that, we are different types of attachment style people and that some people don't move out of their insecure attachments some people also don't move out of their unresolved trauma and that doesn't make them demons or devils it just makes them people that watch 
Just watch Hangover. Watch Mean Girls. Watch any of the movies that are out there. You'll figure it out. It's very straightforward where the adaptive child lives, and it's very also straightforward, as Patrick Tiahan points out, a hurt person who hurts another person can notice that they can do work. There's plenty of good sources, but what I just shared before is that that person will also have a story, and if their story is more important to them than actually taking ownership, and that means being able to say, you know what? I completely am freaking out in my body. I have just, you know, like being able to talk. So people don't know how to talk. And they have a level of fear that they don't acknowledge. So they don't actually have the ability to say, I want to take note of me having hurt a person and I want to take ownership and I want to have that conversation. When we meet people with moods, we all have moods, don't we? We know it means you're stressed. We don't want to stress you out. Relationships are easy for the 5D mystic. That's why we don't have drama with our twin flame flames or soulmates. We know what it means to be just as uncomfortable as anybody can when it comes to vulnerability. The difference is we'll take that leap of faith because we have faith in humanity independently from religious beliefs. We have trust in each other because that's what relationships are, is that I will see you. You don't have a weapon. You and I are two people who know each other. You get moody, I can get moody. You can get snappy, I can get snappy. But here's where, as I was again at the beginning saying, there's what's called the person who has a differentiated self, body and mind, and is integrated completely and here you go, 5D Collective is here, which is why our hearts don't close. Our hearts are always open because our ventral vagal state is always engaged because you have no weapon in your hand. So when you're manipulating or gaslighting or lying or moody or whatever, you're not doing some genius magic. It ain't sophistication. You ain't weaponized shit. You're just being a very, very unreasonable at times or immature person that we won't understand. And even if it become some little envy, jealousy, or, you know, like people make up all these stories in 4D land. I mean, it's like, wow, how do you even stay up with all of it? No, I know what they do because I know who they're serving. So it's very straightforward, all of what they're doing. You'll hear some stories today, I think. Yes. Um, on that note, so as I shared with teenagers and adults, all of us manipulate, even if you want to talk about uh, maliciousness the way you're wanting to present it this is still a human being who has unresolved trauma attachment and security they're a person they ain't the devil they ain't a demon just because they're you know again vibing in a way do you not understand the words i just spoke to you about good mental health professionals what they found do you not hear <laughs> don't you register no they for you don't register shit like this because they're too busy thinking of them being superheroes and they're super villains and they're super so they're too busy still with the story so long story short though person who sees clearly will know of course i won't appreciate moodiness assholeishness whatever it is but that doesn't make me be able to say you're a devil or evil now here's where i actually want to share this this side note because i haven't actually explicitly given you this story yet for my lovely regular listeners when i told god i said hey 
your people. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I didn't say that. I didn't curse when I was a teenager. And I was a young adult. So I was 18, I think, maybe 20, most. I don't remember. But I prayed and I said, hey, God, I don't believe uh, in this evil thing because I read all these psychology books and it seems like all people do is suffer. So I don't know <laughs> why you're your community, you know, the church is all of it. They're not accepting the differences that we're seeing. They're they're treating people like, you know, shit and they're just doing a lot of things that is not right. It's not right. What they're doing is not right. I don't believe in evil. Uh, the devil, I figured out the devil. I mean, he's an angel that fell from the sky and if you gave us free will, I mean, how are we going to use free will if we don't have choices? I was like, so the devil thing, I mean, for me, it's more of we can't have choices without there being twos. So that's more logical than anything. I don't see it being illogical. So for all I know, you both shook hands behind the scenes. Nobody knows about it, like with the politicians, when they say people shake hands behind the scenes and the people are still thinking that the devil is the bad guy of the situation. Well, maybe he's your partner in crime because you decided to give us free will. <laughs> so I was like, you know, independently from all of this, I don't, I don't really care. What I know is that if evil existed, it wouldn't look the way it looks. It wouldn't be this way because if it existed... It would be something along the lines of what I had learned about the politicians way back when in the Roman times and the kings and the queens where they distracted the people. They kept them busy so that they could do their whatever, right? These are the stories that people have created or that has happened. This, this is where I, as an educator and somebody who loves learning, I'm beginning to actually not appreciate any of my education because I have noticed the way they've tainted it all with words that they preferred using versus actually giving me the data. So I'm pretty unappreciative of my very expensive education system that gave me storytelling because adjectives are subjective, descriptive, da -da -da -da, which will taint a picture. And it will taint a picture in a specific way. So you have influenced the way that I am being introduced to information. And this is what it means to use your brain. So here's where I use words too. I try to make, to make very clear when I'm doing food for thought, even the channel guidance. I always like for anyone to treat everything with food for thought. I ain't speaking. There ain't no truths, by the way, besides maybe the physicist with the data, the boring data, not the little fancy words. So when people, they get in their pissy pants about the manipulation, the only people who get in their pissy pants one, they apparently don't think humanity can achieve a specific level of intellect and emotional intelligence. Because honestly, anytime I hear anybody starting to say, you can't say that, I'm like, wow. So I won't say what I'm thinking right now, which is you think you're dumb. Because right in that moment, I'm going to get punched in the face. But you know, that's what my brain always thinks. Anytime any person is going to tell me, and now the whole world can know, but you know, I'm going to be like, well, that is what I think. You know that I have shared sometimes with people this. They're like, no, and they will begin to argue with me. And I will continue to think, you obviously think of yourself as dumb. I personally do not. Here's why with my lovely divine masculine friend, when he said, I can manipulate you if I wanted. And I said, no, you couldn't. But then I thought about it. And the only reason I know he could is because I entrust my entirety to friends. So I will never, in a million years, by choice, by conscious choosing, I would not in any way, shape, or form, even if they did do something, I will be happy to accept that they do something, I see it, 
and then I tend to it. But I will not go into a relationship with the I doubt you because that's me wasting my time and your time. I don't need a relationship like that because that's not a relationship. And so here's why the only reason this friend and I, in fact, are friends is because they had the balls to tell me what they thought. And I said, I don't think you want to hear what I have to say because we don't think the same. And they're like, yes, I do. I was like, okay, are you sure? Because <laughs> I'm not really sure we're going to have any, you know. So it was only that. And, and they're one of my biggest friends, meaning like if I didn't have them, there's so many things I wouldn't have uncovered that I had already had hunches on about myself and when people interact with me. Plus, they add so much value to my life, intellectually, emotionally, all of it. So they're beautiful and uh, definitely a person that I know, yes, they could manipulate me because I would trust that they would want my best interest. And I know that it would be okay. Also, I'm not stupid in the sense that there's only certain things that I would say yes to when it comes to anyone in general. <laughs> and there are other things that I'm like, no, no, I said no. So, But putting all that silliness to the side, because this is where, to me, it's silliness. Uh, manipulation, usually, yes, people can do that. The part about it being malicious, and I know from one political science academic that there's this triune something, which is the combination of Machiavellian, I need to look it up, Machiavellian um, narcissism and they're a psychopath, so the brain structure. However, here's where the same political science guy used subjective adjectives to taint a picture versus allow himself to describe with data. And so the part about data, there's a difference when you're telling something with the blueprint, so the outline, versus when you're embellishing it. Embellishing is something that people do. And while even for me, I share stories, I don't share them to embellish. I share stories to create context, substance, and to also, of course, add the hum humor and just my experience, but also because otherwise I, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> if I can't give you an example, you're not going to know how it plays out, you know, and, and how it works, but not to embellish, so not to make it pretty or, or to give you sides, even though automatically, of course, there's a side. I inspire human potential. My side is humanity. My side is you have infinite potential. My side is you can be yourself. My side is I believe in you. This is my side. My side is be yourself. My side is you have emotions. Learn to harness them. You have an embodied brain. Learn to harness it. My side is you are a person who deserves your own love and affection and then to share with others. My side is you're not dumb. You can learn <clears throat> that people do manipulate as you can also learn that everyone manipulates. The, the part about the uh, intent behind it's a whole other conversation. But if you go into relationships, you know, the reality is I'm going to say this. If you don't trust people, you shouldn't go into a relationship with them. If you actually instead create relationships and then you want to continue mistrusting, then you shouldn't be in a relationship with people. This is the part about social relationships and where I find a disconnect with 4D and 3D people and the 4D particularly with their oversoul story, which is why we have the 5D mystic content for experiencing your relationships, your oversoul. And I am polyamory because this is the part. We ain't going to pick from our oversoul. We don't do shit like that. 
we actually completely know of our oversoul. You don't pick love because you are love in your ventral vagal state. And then you know of your relationship because they're energetic imprints. So you recognize each other. You don't need the names. The part when they talk about, oh, your soul contract has ended. You're done teaching each other. It's very much objectifying. But hey, there's other soul age groups. There's other, there's other bandwidths. Stay within the 4D, you know. This is where there's a very different world for the people who stay within the movie. Like the movies. So on that note, as a teenager, I saw that evil didn't exist because all of the insecure, immature teenagers, that's all they were. When it came to politicians and everything that people talk about, that's my field, by the way. I'm like, hmm. You know what? I'm beginning to think not only that I only have one side of the story in this entire globe, which I don't appreciate in any way, shape, or form, so I completely mistrust anything, any person from the West wants to tell me about the East because, yeah, I don't trust anyone until I meet people who are, what I would say, educators and can give me the real deal, which would mean they're going to taint me not a picture. They're going to give me the real deal. And the real deal usually doesn't look in any way, shape, or form like a movie. And there's no adjectives to describe and paint a picture. There is this X, Y, Z, D, E, F, G. This is a very straightforward analysis. It's like a report. That's how it works if you're doing research. So at the end of the day, when we talk about manipulation, if I know it's a person that has the psychopathic brain structure completely, then I will know why there are certain things in place the same way if they've got this Machiavellian and narcissistic as well and they could use a good therapist if we look at uh, people who are murderers they can use a good therapist too and if we look at the people in the middle who influence people and in fact here's our traditional cults our culty cults and our ethical cults the ones who have the traits of i'm so beautiful come follow me please and you got all the people uh let me idolize you because i want a savior for myself or i want a group where we all feel like saviors there's 4D for you, 4D, 3D, other soul age groups, ah, they're not their own independent differentiated self yet. No, they want to bond and or have certainty. You'll see them. They're like flocks. They move in herds together and they sing the same ah, song. And when you say, uh, I, I'm not really, are, are, you, are you sure you, you want that one over there? You know what? Let me step away from you right now because I think you're about to chew me out because I don't like the person that you're looking up to like a hero or a hero and or a villain. I don't know which one. What, is, what are they? Oh, one day they won't be anyone at all. Oh, that, that'll be fun. The day that you're like, no, no, they're just a friend. Really? Until recently you were like kissing their feet. Uh, wow. Okay, then. So you don't remember kissing their feet. You know, the part about learning how to accept that we all will fall for shit. Okay, so here's my one moment of shame. And not shame as in, oh, I'm so ashamed of myself. No, where I found myself being a fucking idiot, like a moron idiot. I'm not smart. I have a lot of data points I don't remember. I don't feel smart. It takes me a lot of time to try and even remember what I remotely learned in school. But I have a little bit of wit when it comes to certain things. And I got scammed. One time in my life, I got scammed. And I'll never forget when I got scammed because I felt that's the moment. I was like, oh, my gosh. It was even worse than when I was a teenager because teenager, you know, you know, you're a teenager. You're being teenagerish. It's normal to have those insecurities and da, 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 da. I was an adult and I was already in my entrepreneurship career and I allowed myself to get scammed. I fell for it. And that's why I even have the plaque of shame. <laughs> and then I... 
I remember saying, it's okay, Maria. This is good. It's a good experience. That way you can know what desperation does to you. So what I'm trying to say is we all have things. Now, some people have a little bit more, but if you really grow up, and here, let me go grab our lovely Sadhguru. That man, he is adorable. And I'm so honored that I get to be here while he is here too. Where are you? Um, well, this one's awesome. In enlightenment, there's no pleasure, no pain, just nameless ecstasies. But that's not the one. I'm looking for when he says that we can, if you can make mistakes and own them, and then um, you can also, I can't find it. Okay, well, there's one where he says, if you can make mistakes and you can also take ownership of them, that you will then not make mistakes, something along those lines. Let me find my other phone. Once you have no problem making mistakes, admitting them and correcting them, hardly any mistakes will happen. So when you're doing the adult version of you, you know you're going to be imperfect. So you don't really go around apologizing for everything. You don't filter. You don't think of people as the, you know, stories of the movies, the 5D at least. Uh, we just know that there's a lot of things we can talk about. What we can do is educate each other, help each other, support each other, talk sense to each other, and then allow each other to come together and to work with being a people. And on that note, um, like I said, the people who manipulate or use tactics and games, there's not a game. It's called insecurity. Low self-esteem, and usually it'll be indirect communication, passive-aggressive. There'll be stories, and there'll be superheroes, villains, and rescuing, and a whole load of things. And it don't make, in fact, relationships tango-ish. But when we have the ability to just be ourselves with each other, it's still a tango because whether you have people who do move into secure personalities so they're able to be their own safe haven, secure base, and to handle you with a regulated nervous system and with love and respect, and they're able to know that if you have moods, it's okay. They'll spell it out to you without shame, blame, or you know the whole fault or revenge, but they'll just have chit-chat. That's the best relationships you can have. So people, when I've noticed them, not recognize signs. And that's where from teenage land to grown-up land, again, I understand when people get pissy in their pants because they still see people in certain ways and doing things. But what I've noticed is people don't try to... They don't, they don't actually build one emotion regulation so they don't ever move out of their survival nervous system and the way that they're using their brain. And they don't experience relationships minus the drama. So they don't learn from each other and they don't grow together. They just um, repeat familiar cycles. When I've seen people that I love, I will always share with them if I feel that they're not making a choice that is for their higher potential. And I've always gotten feedback, which is, no, no, I'm good. Okay. Okay. And you know why? Because the adaptive child is the leader of that person. It's not them with their body in check. No, they're ignoring it. And you know why I know that? Because they will have come with their body in an insecure state or an upset state or something like that. So I will present the opportunity to talk it through together 
and not actually give, you can't tell a person what to do. You need to talk to them. You talk to them about what you're seeing, what, and then you ask them questions and you try to figure out. You can't impose yourself because even if you do, this is the moment the adaptive child is going to retaliate because anybody is going to lead themselves because everyone is an ego self. So you're going to talk to me like a person of my age, your age, whatever age has you. And if I come and say, you should do this, you can do this, oh, and we don't actually do any of that, especially when people say, tell me what to do, no. That, that, the minute anyone has ever told me, I want you to tell me what, I don't tell people what to do with their life. This is not my responsibility, because if I tell you what to do and it goes wrong, no, 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 I can tell you what I would do, I, and then if you want, you know, but I'll tell you what I, Maria, will do. I will not be telling you what you shall do. And even when we do tarot readings, I say this is guidance. This doesn't tell you what to do. It informs you of options. The Akashic Records informs you of opportunity. You're the one who gets to take the action. You're the one who takes the ownership. You're the one who needs to feel it through. So the body is important and the emotion regulation is your body because it's the sensations and stuff that comes up. And what I noticed is all the adaptive children do are create stories because they actually don't say, you know what, you're right, my body does feel this way, I'm going to follow something that actually feels uh, different or safe. And, and this is where when you explain the good psychoeducation, people can understand why their compass can be off. But their compass can turn on if they begin to choose to be one with people that they always can be their self with and that tell them straight up what things are that don't shame, blame, guilt, or fault them, by the way. They have to be able to be grown-ups together. If you're telling a person what to do, they're not going to grow up. And here's where some people do codependent relationships. That's, that's their choice. Uh, and some people don't because we believe in creating independent relationships. And when people that are adaptive children, they don't like it, we're not going to baby them because they don't like that we are trying to actually support them to become their own self. And again, it's really a matter of we like to tango with adults. And if you need to be babied, you're going to fall and cry. And there's also just, again, it's not life, it's not productive to your growth. Like It's almost like asking a person to do uh, something that you instinctively know it's not going to help you become more of you. Like I would be doing you a disservice, an actual disservice. And that's the part is we will not be able to baby anyone because, you know, you know what baby means and they're not a baby. They're an adult. Again, the adaptive child actually has a journey of healing, as Patrick Tiahan and all the good therapists have talked about. So it's only when a person is ready to say, you know what, I love that you expand consciousness. I want to get to build my emotional state to here, and yeah, I want to take ownership. So when you present to an adaptive child what they can do, and they want to grow up, you know what they do? They grow up. They take up the opportunity. They don't reject your cup of love. They don't reject your friendship. They don't reject you because they're ready to be their grown-up version. And that's beautiful. When a person's ready to be their grown-up version, for us, it's like, wow, what a beautiful gift. Or when people meet their codependent-type partnership and they're in there settling into their relationship, we're happy for that, too. Of course, we know that then they're going to settle into an energy, but that's for another day. At the end of the day, everybody has their experience and every mind will be the one who leads that body back home so you can become your own 5D 
functional adult or mystic, enlightenment soul age group, Purusha Prakriti, the unconditional love that you all are, we all are. And that's where, as Patrick says, go back to wholeheartedness. So you are able to be a restored embodied self and an integrated brain if you choose to move into your depths of emotions, the feelings and the mind that is you as a person. Your relationships help you get there, all of your relationships, but it's you that takes out the drama and learns how to be in that loving, compassionate Zen master state. So mindful relationships it is. Tune in for more. And if you have any special requests for paid subscription-based model content or free content, let me know. Have a great day.